Hey, how you doing? You're listening to the TRS Podcast, and we're here with my buddy Dean66 from TMF Crew, the most fabulous. So, what's up, Dean? What's up, what's up? How are you, man? Good, chilling, chilling. Like in our first awesome. podcast, so uh, here we go. Here we go. That's what I was going to say. Here we go. All right. I hope we don't mess it up too bad. Right? <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, your tag, why you wrote your tag, uh, you know, crew affiliation. I'm, I, we already know you're in TMF. Correct. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood you come from, neighborhood you bombed, you know, stuff like that. Right, right, right. All right, man. Uh, I guess I'll just kind of start at the beginning. Uh, actually, in, in like 84, 85, I really wanted to be a B-boy. Um, we had a homie, uh, this kid from, from over the hill in Pacifica that was at my judo club, and he could do head spins, Thomas flares, he could do all that athletic stuff. And I was like, dude, you got to show me how to do that. You got to show me how to do that. And uh, he was like, I just watched Beat Street in slow motion, bro. That's what I did. And, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> right? I was like, I was like, that's not going to work for me, man. I know that shit's not going to work for me. So near that same time, I started seeing a lot of tags on the walls uh, in the Broadmoor area of Daly City then uh, that I lived in. And I mentioned it to my cousin one time, just offhand. And he's like, yeah, that, that's us. That's AFH, you know, always fucking horny, always fucking high, artist for hire. Uh, that's my crew. Oh, and cool. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, you guys are doing this stuff? I was like, what's up with that, that, uh, those hand styles? Like, that, that's not cholo riding, you know, what is that? And he's like, nah, nah, it's like how they do it in New York, you know? Um, so he actually took me uh, on a tour of San Francisco graffiti. We went to, uh, we went to Psycho City. We went to Section 8, which was what? Doug and Slim? Uh, Doug and, Doug and Dizzy. RW. Doug and Dizzy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went to Section 8 and then we went behind, um, Chorus Factory and there was the Doug Jessica piece and then, uh, Rise had a Rosa piece back there. Okay. Um, and then, uh, God, I think we even went out to in Petrero, that wall that Doug had, the Respect Wall, oh. uh, out in Petrero. The, yeah. At the Boys so Club? They, was that that Boys yeah, Club? Yeah, yeah, exactly, what dude, on that year, building, yeah. What year was that? This had to be late 86. Okay. okay. Yeah, this had to be sometime in 86. And, I, and I, I remember seeing all that stuff and just being like, man... You know, I, I want, I'm going to do this, you know, fuck the B-boy thing. I'm going to do this. And, uh, and God, I hope I can get good enough to get in this TMF too. Like these things look like they're something else, you know, the, uh, and, uh, my cousin, you know, Lurky, he was like, dude, I, I go to school with half these dudes. Like they're from Jeff, you know, they're from Daly city. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, that's cool. You know, yes. may, maybe someone will, uh, you know, teach me something, you know? So anyways, in the meantime, Rise uh, is, we find out Rise is looking for a wall. And about the same time, uh, Twist had turned me on to the Norfolk Alley. There was hardly anything down there at the time. Okay. And it was a pretty chill, chill spot that you could paint during the day. Uh, but, you know, no, no one had permission to do any of this stuff. He just kind of went and did it. And uh, that's when I kind of connected with Rise. Uh, Lurky introduced me. 
We took him down to Norfolk and he did the uh, the clockwork piece. Okay. And, you know, that, that's when I was like, dude, I was like, can you teach me how to do this? You know, I really want to learn. And uh, he's like, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, let, let me do this piece. Let's talk about it next week. So, you know, fast forward to a week later or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, bring by your piece book. Come by my house. So I brought by my piece book. And he's like, he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, all right, couple of things. He's like, you're going to need to get a new piece book. Put this one on the shelf. You're going to need to get a new piece book. You're going to have to start all over from block letters. Like, we're going to start you from the beginning, dude. You can't do this wacky stuff that you got going on in this book. <laughs> and, uh, and I want you to read this book. And he gave me the book, uh, Getting Up, uh, oh, wow. all about okay. Yeah, all about New York. He's like, those are the two requirements that I have to teach you. And I was like, yeah, dude, no problem. You know, the, uh, but even, even before that, dude, I had, I just had some of the like funniest shit happen. Like the, the first time I ever went to buy a big marker, like, you know, I found some cheap big marker and, uh, you know, I thought it was permanent. And uh, I go tagging with, uh, with you know, my buddy Mario, this other dude, Larry, that lived in the neighborhood and started getting utility boxes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's, fog- it's foggy in Daly City all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, right, so I was like, the next morning I went to look at all our tags, and they were all gone. But the marker was not a permanent marker. It was fat, <laughs> but it wasn't permanent. I mean, uh, you know, the fog wiped everything away the next day. And then I think the uh, the first piece I ever tried to do was with my cousin Lurky. We went up to uh, the the Stoner uh, Smoking Pit. They used to have two smoking pits at Westmore. There was the Cholo Smoking Pit, and there was the Stoner Smoking Pit. We we went uh, and did a piece in the uh, the Stoner Smoking Pit over by the parking lot. And uh, again, man, I was fired up. I was like, I could hardly sleep. I wanted to jam up there the next morning before the kids got to school, before the janitors got there, and uh, catch catch flicks, you know. And so I think we got there about seven, seven thirty in the morning, and I, I don't know what time like them janitors got in, but that shit was painted over already. They wiped gone, it out, man. huh? Yeah, they wiped oh, it out. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, quick style, man. So that, that's that's kind of in a nutshell. That's kind of like my my very beginnings, late late eighty six. And then uh, started kind of working with Rise and learning uh, probably in early 87. Okay, so, so when he did that clockwork piece, I think that's when he, you, you've got, you got uh, into TMF, right? No, no, no. So, so that was, that was uh, when he did the clockwork piece is when uh, we started getting together and, and started sketching together and he started teaching me about you know, just the fundamentals of keeping letters even and making things. I mean, really, it started me. We called them belt buckle block letters. And I, I was doing the, the block letters that you would see on the belt buckles at, at the carnival and the, the state fair and all that stuff. Okay. So, you know, okay. you buy your name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I started doing those. So it, it uh, and then I think we did, we did a piece together. We did simple letters together, block letters together. And then, and then we, he said, okay, try to do a style. It can look just like mine. Let, let's try this style. And I did like that, that those bent letter silvers that we did uh, behind Chorus Factory. And uh, I, I don't know what the agreement was or, or how it worked out. Because I remember when I first got in the crew, I was told that everybody had to vote you in. If there was one person that said no, then you didn't get in on that shot, you know? Um, um. 
And he just kind of surprised me after that. And he wrote, you know, from this day forward, Dean 66, I bombed the crew PMF. And I was just like, I looked and I was like, fuck, I'm still a toy. Like, are you sure? And, uh, you know, and that's, that's when I started hanging out more and it just made it kind of clear that, uh, you know, you can teach people graffiti, but you can't teach people heart. You know, we, we were all kind of like-minded and, and, uh, had similar backgrounds and you know, you, you just, you can't teach that, right. You can teach someone to do graffiti. So. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that you was, uh, you was a, you was a friends with twist early, early on, right? Yeah. So I knew, I knew twist from the beach. We used to both surf, uh, Lindemar in Pacific. Well, we both run into each other there now. It's been a few years for me, but last time I was out, I probably saw him, uh, you know, out at the beach surfing. So I would see him out at the beach. And in 84, uh, we both ended up at the College of San Mateo um, entrance exams. And uh, and then we were both in the water surfing right afterwards. And so I had recognized him, you know, from the water and then from the exams. And then I saw him in the water that day. And I was like, dude, how'd you do on those exams? That was like three hours. We'll never get back. You know, and he's like, Oh man, you were there? Yeah, that was a drag, right? You know, and we were just kind of commiserating about that. Um, cool. So, yeah, so it's funny. When I started paying attention to graffiti in 86, I would see the twist and disarm and MBMA tags that he would do. I would see him at Lindemar Beach. I'd see him at Ocean Beach. I would see him at uh, the farm and the Mabuhay Gardens, like punk rock uh, venues. Um, and I would see him around skate parks, like skate ramps. There was no cement parks uh, back then. They had like bulldozed them all before they built these new ones. Uh, so we would have uh, right. And uh, so I would see his tags around skate spots, punk spots, uh, the beaches. And I was like, man, I have to know this dude. And then uh, I met. Uh, so meanwhile, after three sem- semesters at CSM, uh, we both, you know, at the same time, without knowing it, transferred to Skyline College in San Bruno. I meet this uh, this girl, Janelle, who happened to go to high school with him. Uh, I think they went to El Camino in South City. And she introduced us as artists. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't comfortable with that at all. I was like, yeah, I'm not an artist. I'm a writer. Uh-huh. And he's like, you're a writer. What do you write? And I was like, oh, I write Ripper, you know, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, and he's like, oh, I was like, you're a writer? Like, you know what I'm talking about. So obviously you've got to be a writer. He's like, yeah, I, a little bit. I was like, come on, what do you write? I write Swiss, you know, Disarm. I was like, that's you. I was like, God, I didn't expect it was going to be him. I thought it was going to be some burly ass dude that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, from the, you know, from whatever. I, I didn't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Barry. And, uh, and sure enough, it turned out it was him and, and uh, and UB forty actually ended up at Skyline College with us at that time. Oh wow! Uh, UB forty, yeah, he actually he actually took Barry out and uh, uh, like showed him around, and then finally at the end of their journey admitted that you know he was UB forty. Uh, whereas he didn't tell me, you know, I was still like I said, I was still kind of a toy. I was super new. Uh, but then Barry and I started like going down to Norfolk and. Uh, we painted something for a um, somebody played at Skyline College, and we painted a backdrop for them. Um, God, I forgot what the band was, but we did their name, um, and then we started uh, RTR. Uh, you know, refused to respect, ready to rage, um, and shoot, man, I had I had arrows in that crew. 
uh, Inc., uh, Man 45. I think Crest was in the crew. Twist was in the crew, obviously. Um, Lurky was down. Uh, I can't remember who else, but like a lot of good people, like kind of, you know, kind of yeah, gravitated you, to that crew. Yeah, you had some pretty good heavy hitters in there. <laughs> Yeah, was was that the twist, uh, top hat twist? Not the twist we know now. And yeah, the characters. Exactly. This was more the top hat, right? Exactly, exactly. Per- yep, yeah, that's it. It was the top hat twist with the. Uh, and I was, I like, what are those little swirls under your tag? And he's like, oh, it's like the teeth of a skull. It's supposed to represent a skull. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, he had he had always, um, like, I think he he had always drawn all through school and. Uh, all through high school, I think he was like, ah, God, I was totally did some kind of maybe comic, you know, stuff in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he was, he's like a dog, right? They just, you know, they had access to paper or whatever and just would draw all the time, you know? Yeah. 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 He's definitely been, you could tell he's been, he's been drawing for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's a funny story, dude. Now that I think about it, there's this in, in, uh, 87, um, Twist was, he was going on a, his Central American journey down to um, Nicaragua and El Salvador. Uh, he, like they drove all the way down through Mexico, I think, in a Volkswagen van. It was him and like one or two other friends. And he's like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, we're leaving tomorrow. If you have any cassette tapes, um, we, you know, it's a long trip. We, we're just asking people for cassette tapes. So I think I made him like a couple of, you know, mixes. I don't know. One of them was probably like old rock and the other one was like hip hop or so. I don't know. I can't even remember. And, uh, anyway, so I went down and, uh, you know, dropped it off, hung out at his house for a while, you know, kicked it with him. A few other people were there. We said our goodbyes, you know, when are you coming back? Like, I have no idea this and that. And I was like, all right, man, I'll see you when you get back. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, fast forward, you know, Renee and I end up getting together and I'm like, Hey, you know, let's take a trip. Let's go down to LA. I'll, I'll try to do a couple of pieces with writers down there. We can hit up Disneyland, you know, we can go kick it. Um, so this is, this is nine months after twist had left on this trip. And instead of taking Highway 5 home, I always prefer to take 101 because I like to be close to the coast. You know, I'm a surfer. I like the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the last minute, I said, hey, you mind if we take a little longer to get home? I'm going to take 101 instead of 5. And Renee was like, whatever, you're driving. I don't, I don't care. So we're driving, and all of a sudden, there's this, like, fucking shitty-ass Pinto or some Dawson D210, some little ass fucking shitty car. It's doing like, I don't know, 35 miles an hour in the right lane. And like, I, for some reason, I ended up in the right lane. lane. I'm creeping up on the bumper. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, uh, when there's room, I go around and I look over and I'm like, holy shit. And she's like, what? I go, I think Twist is in that car. And she's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, he left in a VW van, but he's in that fucking car. So I slow down and get side by side with him, and I'm waving. I'm like, what's up, what's up? And he's like, oh, shit. So they they pulled over on the side of the road, and and I was like, dude, you know, what are the odds I would run into you? He's like, yeah, it's been nine months, dude. This is our journey home. I'll be home tonight. I was like, not driving that slow, you're not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, anyways, it was weird. And then that's, I think that's when kind of the, uh, as we did a little more painting together, I think, after he came back. I can't remember the exact month, but it was sometime in 87. 
Wow, that's that's crazy because you know a lot of people don't don't know like um, the connection with Twist and TMF. Right, I thought it, it's funny because back then I remember I think Doug and Rise and maybe even you and you know the guys would kind of look and they'd be like, yeah, they were kind of like they weren't that into it. He wasn't really doing letters. He had those tags with the, the top hat, you know, the skull tags, mm-hmm. and and he would draw the draw the little doggies. Uh, the little poochies, you know, when they like to call him. Um, and, and he would kind of do more artsy stuff where, of course, you know, back then we were super, like, traditional, like, letters. You know, you do letters. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they, they – they weren't very impressed. But then I think when he came back from Brazil in the 90s um, and he came back with those, you know, dope hand styles and really, really started getting up with uh, with KR, uh, Reminisce, and Shock um, – yeah, I think Doug hooked up with them. Like, we noticed, we all noticed, like, KR and Shock right away. That stuff looked, like, straight from New York. And we were like, and I mean, honestly, by the time they got here, like, you know, the TWS battle was, like, three to five years in the rearview mirror. Um, I think, like, Doug was bored. There was kind of, like, you know, no competition for him. You know, John, of course, was raising kids. So he was kind of, you know, here and there. Um and, you know, those guys, I think, were a shot in the arm in the 90s. They got Doug fired up. I think Doug put all – I just got a call one day, and he's like, Twist, Reminisce, KR, and Shock are all in TMF now. And I was like, damn. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay. I mean, we, we, had, we had talked about them a lot, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know if people know that as well. Like, I used to spend a lot of time with Doug. Like, when Ryan – got me to a certain point rice rice taught me my letter forms ink was my first painting teacher he's the one that actually took me out painting and then later on guests would like took me to the next level painting uh but it came to to uh, a part with like doing letter styles where rice was like i've taken you as far as i can you need to go hang out with doug and john now and mm-hmm. so that's those are the days when we would all sit in uh john's uh in John's room down there at his grandmother's house and listen to public enemy, you know, mm-hmm. 1988, whatever that was. And, uh, and sketch. And that's when he started giving me, you know, a lot of input. And then finally I just, you know, me and Doug started going out a lot, clubbing and fucking hanging out, fighting, racking, whatever, just fucking off. And, uh, so, I mean, after that, I mean, Doug and I were together probably, you know, fuck all the time. Um, and so there was a lot of conversations. There was a lot of, you know, philosophy on life, philosophy on graffiti. Um, I've done things with, I did a piece with Doug and he looked at it and he's like, that looks like as if Crayon was trying to do a fun piece because I had like these sharp, weird sharp edges and stuff. You know, it wasn't a compliment. Um, uh, no offense, you know, Crayon. Uh, but, but, you know, and, and then I did this, I did this kind of piece. I had a bunch of scrap paint and I just kind of came off the head with these, what I thought were kind of wacky letters at Norfolk Alley and fucking Doug called me the next day or a couple of days later. And he's like, dude, I've seen that shit you did in Norfolk. That shit was dope. And I was like, really? I was like, I thought it was kind of wack. He's like, nah, bro, it looked like something that would have been on a train. That shit was dope. So it was funny. Like, you know, I, I, eventually I got to the point. At some point, I can't remember what year it was, but I was like, dude, man, why are you so fucking harsh on us? And, you know, Doug's reply was like, because I'm not comparing us to San Francisco. I'm comparing us to the whole world, yeah. you know, and I just call him, call him like I see him. And it was like, it just made me realize, like, you know, you need people like that 
to tell you when something's whack, why it's whack, to tell you when something's good, why it's good, you know, and, and just always to keep the bar that high. You know, and I, I don't want like I don't want to make it sound like I mean you, you know this it, it, when I first got in the crew like you know there were certain guys doing pieces and then uh, uh, you know you Rocco Coy's post were like crushing uh, Mission Street and all those muni arts right <laughs> I mean you couldn't go anywhere without seeing the four of your names on a muni so it's like people contributed to the crew in, in different ways and like I would never look down my nose at any of it <laughs> you know but but for me personally it was good for me to have Doug like being in my ear being that's whack that's you know, whatever just and then we would talk about shit you know yeah well he so. i think i think doug brought the best out of a lot of people a lot of the crew you know right. he was definitely like you know uh motiv- motivating and, and he helped you with your style and and you know if it was whack it was <laughs> he wouldn't hold back you know which right. helped because it's true you know like um what kind of style did we like gravitate to? Cause I know a lot of there's that, you know, there's the differences in style. Um, I don't want to say funk and new wave, but I mean, that's right. what, what it was. And that's what we called it. But right. um, what were your influences? Like, um, what did you look at? You know, I mean, we all, you know, have influences. Uh, what did you look at? Did you look at a lot of New York writers? Did you, are you mainly yeah. kind of like pumped up on Doug and rise and uh, bizarre styles. Right, that's that's a great question. Wow. So at first, uh, of course, I was really scared uh, to New York. You know, being with Rise all the time, he's like, man, this this stuff all all begins and ends with New York. They got the dopest styles. This is where it comes from. We've seen pictures from other places. You know, they can't hang. But at the same time, he was telling me, but you've got to do your own version. You can't bite. You can't just take someone's stuff. And I mean, as soon as they, like, all of that, they, I think, I, I can't remember who was there, but Doug, John, Rise, they were all like, hey, man, Ripper's a great name for a skater or a surfer, but uh, it's whack for graffiti, bro. You're going to have to change that name. And then I was like, well, to what? And they're like, just write Dean. And I was like, well, I don't want to write my name on the wall. You know, if they're going to come knock on my door and arrest me. And they're like, Doug writes Doug. And I was like, good point. They're like, just write D-E-E-N. So, of course, now that, that I mean, one of my my favorite all-time writers is Seen. But I also had to spend, you know, an 11-year career making sure that I didn't do pieces that looked like his. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that was. But, yeah, so to get back to your original question, I'm sorry. That was, yeah, it was all about New York. Um and it's funny because we would go around and we would look at, at like, you know, Rigel's at, at Crayon's pieces. We would look at Raven's pieces. We would look at the stuff Bam and Esther were doing in Chinatown. And, you know, Doug would sit there and he'd tell me exactly. He's like, you know, Rigel's pieces don't look like letters. Like, you can't make them out at all. His painting, uh, he's an amazing painter. I mean, he's a really good artist. Um, but graffiti-wise, back then, it was just like you'd look at it and you'd be like, what the hell is this? And then, uh, you know, and then you'd go look at Raven stuff and I'd be like, oh, I, I see letters here, you know, and it, it, a, a, another one, you know, it's clean as, clean as fuck. Like these guys can obviously paint their asses off. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling that thin cap shit, whatever, you know. And he's like, look how wispy like the letters are. And they're just kind of, they just, he explained to me how they weren't proportioned and kind of didn't make sense. Like these guys were just winging it. And then it starts, the, the lesson starts settling in, like, ah, that's why they took me back to block letters. 
that's why they started me from the beginning so I could learn proportions and learn to keep things even and then expand from there. Um, and like, Hey, I look back at like 90% of the pieces I did and I'm just like, Oh my God, what was I thinking? Like, you know what I mean? Retrospect mm-hmm. is always like, um, you know, so I don't know. Sometimes I'll look at them and, and like, you know, they'll bring back a great memory. And sometimes I look at them and I'm like, dude, you can never criticize anybody about anything again. Look at that shit, you know? <laughs> so so I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to say that I was like, you know, anybody's cut dog or anything. Um, and even, you know, whenever anybody gives me any accolades, I was like, yo, look at my teachers. I had a lot of good teachers. I had, you know, you know, uh, Rise, Inc., Doug, Bizarro, Guess, uh, you, uh, you know, I said, I, I go with those guys teaching you, you know, <laughs> you're a moron if you fail. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, no, but I mean, you know. you know, it's funny because now looking back, I could see the transitions like with you and Rise, you and Doug, and especially with you and Kevin, guess, because uh, right. I think that you, you know, like, I think that was a big transition because he was really like, I just, I just remember all you guys' pieces and they were well well, well done. You know what I mean? They're well executed. Yeah. And that's because of him. That's because of guest. Like he kind of guided that along. And when I was maybe thinking like, okay, I'm done. Oh, wait a minute. You know, we're going to add a little more to this background. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I mean, I was, it was a combination. I was getting better and I had him. So the guest story is really good too. Uh, uh, well, to me, um, we'll see what other people think. Right. So we, uh, me, Doug, and I can't remember who else. There had to be a couple more people with us. We're out on uh, Broadway, um, you know, 87, uh, walking around, hanging out, you know, whatever, looking for girls, laughing at the strippers, like trying to get you to come in the strip club and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, we ran into Guess and a few of his friends down there. And Guess was like, this is when kind of the seeds of the battle really, really got fertilized. Because I know Doug had talked about it before mm-hmm. and the crew, but Guess walked up and he's like, hey, he's like, I want to get in TMF. I want to battle TWS. If we win, I, I don't want Ryan to use the name anymore. Like, that was it. It happened that night. It happened that quick. He walked up, he asked, and Doug's like, He's like, interesting. He's like, all right, let me talk to the crew, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of pulled guests aside, and I was like, hey, I'm, you know, Dean, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, if, if you don't get in TMF, you're welcome in RTR. Like, you know, I, I heard of you. I, I know, you You know, you're old school. And he looked at me with his face, like, shaking his head, like, no. He's like, nah, <laughs> man, it, it's, T, it's TMF or nothing. Like, I want to do this thing. I want, I want to battle. And, um, and so that's kind of, I was teasing him. I think I got in the crew a, uh, a week before he did or a day before he did, something like that, a couple oh, okay. of days maybe. And I was, I was telling him I have seniority. I can tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> that's well, that's funny because, you know, like that was a big thing in TMF because uh, Doug and him were rivals. You right. Know? And right. then, yeah. you know, after, you know, being older and stuff and putting everything aside, it, it kind of was like, um, you know, it was bittersweet because now you got these two dope-ass writers who are like now, you know what I mean, affiliates. Yeah. And now they're just like, you know, that that's what helped TMF, you know, put on, be put on the map because we had, you know, we, we brought guests from back then. He brought right. his styles and, he, you know, he the, what I liked about TMF is everybody had their own original style. Nobody really had right. like a standard style, 
you know? Right. You did your yeah. own thing. Yeah. And even, like, back then, I really didn't paint. But, you know, my hand styles were different. Everybody's hand styles were different. And that's what yeah. set the crew apart, you know? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I know I, I, I've seen, I think I... I don't think Crayon told me this directly. I think I saw this in a video somewhere, but I remember him saying, um, yeah, you know, we go for the best artists. Uh, you know, these guys really got to pass muster. They all have to be top artists. And, and sure enough, like all those guys are fantastic artists, but it's funny because uh, our crew was like 180 degree opposite, right? Yeah. Like we'll, 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 we'll snatch up Stash 5, uh, you know, because he's so down with hip hop, or we'll mm -hmm. snatch up Tram you know, from the neighborhood and, you know, and, and, you know, just start teaching them, you know, I think Bizarro started teaching them, um, you know, just someone had to just show a little inkling of potential or the right attitude. And it's like, you were one of us, like, you know, well, that's that, what that set us apart. We were more of a neighborhood crew, you know, and, and right. we were more tightly knit. I think that it wasn't one of those things like, like a baseball team, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, we're going to grab this good guy and this good guy, this good guy. It was just like, you know, right. they, a lot of a lot of the good guys just kind of so happened to just fall in place, and like you said, it was just even <clears throat> even people who didn't even write, because you know, at a, at a at a time, there were writers who I mean, there were people in the crew that didn't even write that were just down with us, right, you right, know, neighborhood yeah. neighborhood guys that just hung around and you know, but I mean, the core the core crew, you know, is uh, you know, you rise me. Bizarre, um, Doug. Doug Guess, yeah. Doug Guess. Um, yeah. But I want to, you did a lot of pieces. <laughs> How many do you have under your belt? Oh, man, let me see. I got the book nearby because uh, I knew my mind was not going to work. <laughs> I was going to have to throw back. It was, I think it was a couple of hundred walls or something. Uh, yeah. Damn, I think at a certain point, like I stopped kind of stopped counting. Kind of, yeah, I kind of stopped counting. I, mean, I have pictures of everything, and and then of course we get to the '90s, and we're doing like a lot of block letter pieces and stuff. And I didn't even really consider those pieces. Sometimes mm -hmm. I considered them throw ups, so I wouldn't even like count that. Um, but yeah, I think it was like between 150 and 200. I mean, nowadays, like I don't know, you look at it and it's like that's 11 years, you know. But in between that, there was tons of like you know. Bought, just like tagging hitting mm -hmm. the freeways like i think I, I had a car so i was one of the first folks to like actually get out and do big blockbusters on the freeways and yeah. you know i'll pass by today with people gonna be like yeah that paint on that wall is you know it's bust because i put the first uh you know dean and concrete there mm -hmm. um yeah i think even school or mike tmc somebody somebody was trying to diss me for something uh and and they're like, what's that dude talking about? You're the one who started the freeways, dude. I think it was something to do with the freeways. I don't know. I mean, they're like, well, where's that dude coming from? You started that shit, bro. You know, and I was like, I can't, like, I never thought of it. I was just bombing. Like, we never thought of any of this shit, right? We were just, we just wanted to bomb. We just wanted to get our name up. We were having fun. We were running wild. There's no cell phones with fucking cameras everywhere. Mm. Most of the cameras on people's buildings, like, didn't even work because of technology, like, they were fake, right? Yeah. The uh, you know we were just out having adventures and having a good time and and then you look back and there's like a whole body of work right yeah no I mean it was the beginnings so you know right. I don't think the city even really knew how to how to contend to it you know what I mean they couldn't right. battle it really I mean they did it they did their diligence and 
you know, they put mm-hmm. a stop to it, but it wasn't like the way, you know, they, they figured it out, you know, just as soon as they put it up, it's gone. You know, it takes right. away the whole, the whole thing from us. Right. Right. But, if they can be, if they can be on it that quick. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, they, we used to hit the yards, me, Rocco, Coy's post and them in the beginnings. And, you yeah. know, they put a stop to that. So, that, you know, it got harder and harder. And, and then, you know. Yeah. You know. I wish I wish I would have gone to the yards, you know, go, gone to the yards more. I mean, I've been in maybe a cut, like after that riders meeting, we ended up in the yard over there by uh, Fisherman's Wharf. Uh-huh. And then uh, my my first time was was, <laughs> was pretty crazy. I, I, me and Renee were driving around, and uh, I ran into uh, we ran into cab and rewind. Like I don't know, they were probably down mission somewhere, and we were rolling by, and we're like, "Hey, cab and rewind, what's up? What's up? Get in, get in! Come on, D, come on, bro! We got pockets full of fucking markers. You're going to the yard." And I was like, "What's up, babe? You cool?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the yard. So I'll park, you know, park nearby." I'll, you know, I'll watch the gate and I'll just come pick you guys up when you come out, this and that. So we get in, we get in the yard over there. Uh, damn, was it? In, I don't think it was Petrero. It's like off a of third street it was somewhere. Third street yard. Yeah. The third street one. Yeah. Yeah. Third street yard. So, uh, so we, we creep in, we get in easy enough. We get on our first bus. I'm already fucking up and like tagging on something that, you know, cats like, dude, don't ride on that. It's not going to come off. These are the panels and the spots you want to hit. All oh, right, on. So I'm here to school immediately, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going at it. You know, I'm doing what they told me to do. All of a sudden, this big ass mechanic. I don't think he was security because he wasn't dressed like security. I think he was one of the mechanic or cleanup crew, whatever. Mm-hmm. Big as fuck. Gets on there and he's like, "What are you guys doing on my bus?" And we're just like, "I was like, fuck." It's my first fucking bus. It's my first time at the yard and I'm already busted. And so I feel like a hand pulling on my shirt from behind. And so Cab starts pulling me backwards, pulling me backwards. And so I kind of let go of the seats and I just kind of let him pull me where he's going to take me. He fucking reaches over, pops one of the emergency windows open and is like, go, go, go. And I like push me out the window. I like, you know, I flip out, land on my feet. He comes out behind me. We start running for the gate. Uh, this older, uh, small dude that was, you know, working security that night. He looks at us with big eyes. We look at him and we're like, oh, sorry, sir. We just got a little lost. And then boom, scampered off. You know, we find Renee. We jump in the car. And Cab, Cab was like, dude, rewind's going to be fine. Just, just do loops around the yard. Sure enough, dude, the second time we came around, Rewind comes running out the gates. We open the door, throw him in. We're like, dude, dude, what happened? What happened? And he's like, oh, man, that fool started talking all kinds of shit. Like, oh, it's every man for himself. It looks like, no, he said, your boys left you. Your boys left you. And Rewind told him, he's like, hey, he's walking toward him now. And he's like, you know how it is when you're in, when you're in here, dude, it's every man for himself. It's every man for himself. I guess dude looked away and like maybe turned his body slightly. And as soon as Rewind came that opening, dude, he said he jumped right past the dude out the front door and didn't stop running until we opened the door and fucking got him in the car, man. Damn. Damn. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious, dude. That was my first. And then like random other times we would end up in the yards just because it was like super easy and you could just walk in, catch a handful of tags and bounce out. But, but you guys, you guys and P and C 
And and uh, who else used to get up with you guys? Do you guys used to run? Me running rock run. and dirt, and dirt. Yeah, we did a lot of we did yeah, a lot of pay, uh, getting up in those things. Uh, we spent yeah. we'd spend like I mean I remember I would take mean streaks in there and just throw away the tops and burn through oh. like two three main streaks because I I knew yeah. I was going to go through them. Damn, that's yeah. wild, dude. Right. Yeah, that's dope. I did, I was. I mean, I think people were, you know, probably some people were probably a little envious of me because I was out there learning how to paint pieces. But I was envious. I loved like seeing everybody's name up and down missing and on all those buses. All I'd be somewhere out in the city and maybe a thirty-eight would come by and I'd see people I knew and I'd be like, oh damn, check it out. You yeah, know, no. they must have went out last night. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, that was dope. yeah, that was one time. Me, Rocco, and Run. I think we hit almost every yard that night. We hit every yard, or damn near. I know we didn't hit the the Fisherman's Wharf one because my father was a bus driver and he didn't. He worked there, so I stayed clear from that yard. Yeah, but right. I, I did. I know we did the stretch yards, the Third Street yards. We went to Masonic, and I believe Petrero. And I just remember that night or that that afternoon, we got all done, and um, I was on Twenty Fourth Street and. Every bus that came through had me or their tags, and I I just remember feeling like I was going to be in trouble, you know. And oh, I was just dude, like, was, you thought I did so much. Last there was night. so really much damage. Yeah, there was so yeah. much damage, and I was just like, oh <laughs> fuck. And then like as these as these buses are going by, I just see run like out the out the window, like what's up, you know. And it was just, it was just that feeling, that you know feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I can imagine, dude. I know. Sometimes you do some shit and you're just like, damn, did I just step in shit? Or I remember I'd come home buzz sometimes and I'd grab like two or three cans and go start doing throw ups on the apartments, like right out in the open, like around my house. And uh, and I was like, fuck. I was like, damn, that's pretty big. It's pretty clear who did it. The uh, you know, knock on wood, like that never got me uh, rolled up on. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually stupid shit that gets you rolled up, you know. Yeah. Back then, back then. I oh, mean, yeah. after they in, in the '90s when they started raiding people's homes and like, you know, if you had a marker, a cannon, some pictures, it was like evidence. Like that. That was a whole. That was a game changer, right? That was different. But back in the '80s, yeah. like it just just wasn't like that. Well, they started making you know? cases. They started like right. You know. And yep. hitting people over the head with cases. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Putting people away for felonies. I mean, can you imagine being, someone being put in prison for like three years for, you know, doing, I, I'm sure they, they tally it. I think it wasn't Chaka or I think there was someone in LA. There's, there's been more than one now. Yeah. Well, they tally the, the damage. That's what's so crazy is right. they would just, you know, and now you're talking about, and of course, you know, it's, it's preposterous what they're talking about, but you know, they're talking about thousands of dollars of damage, you know? Oh, hundreds of thousands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. It's just like, yeah, it's off the charts. And, and you're just like, uh, can I get my own estimator? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? A little bit of paint yeah. and a little, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, do you, yeah. what do you think the vibe was back then? I mean, you know, like. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it was different. You know, I think the 90s ushered in kind of the art school era where like art school kids were kind of mixing in with with thugs and you know but back in the 80s dude you straight like you know you could get jumped at any time and you yeah. kind of had to thug out a little bit you know what i'm saying you had to like have a little bit of heart because shit got fucked up really really fast sometimes yeah. you know um um 
Yeah, and it's funny. Like, this kind of brings me, I, I thought of it earlier because you mentioned, like, it was the beginnings, and, and it was. But but I came along, let's say, it was late, let's say 87, just, just to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you guys had all started writing in 84. So those three years before I started were like, I feel, and I get lumped in with, with all the originators, but I, I call myself second generation because uh, I tell everybody, like, fuck. I don't know, 75 to 80% of the names I saw on the wall, those guys had all quit by the time I started. Like, I'm like, who's Dazzle? Who's Zinc? Who's Slime? Who's Slim? Who's Zest? You know, who's yeah. uh, uh, whatever, whoever else I would, who's Rano, you know? And uh, all, all these folks would have already stopped writing by then, you know? So I, I really, they, the, you, you guys did all the work and the heavy lifting. By the time I came along, we were definitely still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But there was also this this thing inside of me, like, oh, these guys have kind of figured it out already. I didn't realize eventually I joined like the figuring it out part of it because mm-hmm. so much work had been done before I even got on the scene, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. what do you? What's your take on the the original? You know, like wh- where graffiti came from in San Francisco? Because a lot of people say that it came from cholo writing and stuff, and that's not that's mm-hmm. not my um personal experience with it but yeah no no we, we 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 were all familiar with graffiti because of cholo writing but the stuff that that you guys were doing i, I recognized right away it was something different mm-hmm. like i didn't know what it was but i knew it was different you know yeah yeah there was it definitely differentiates both you know what i mean i mean i i grew up in the mission and so i saw a lot of the cholo writing and i didn't understand it because i was so young so right, I would write right. like on my paper, you know, like on binder paper, or whatever I'd write, you know, SFM or, I, right. you know, like I, the place that I'd get my comic books had Teen Angel and I would buy them. I don't even know why. Yeah. I just thought that, that, you know, like it's like the cool thing all of a sudden. So you're just like, oh shit, like that's what people are dressing like. Let right. me buy that, you know, and I'd buy Teen Angel and I didn't understand it. I just, you know, and I, I tried to copy the writing in there, but I didn't understand it. Like I said, Right. But, you know, when graffiti, I think mostly when Beat Street and all that start, started to come, come around and all those breaking books came out, because right. I wasn't really a, a strong enough breaker, because I had a friend who was a really good breaker, and oh, yeah. um, I wasn't that good, but I was very artistic, so I was like, okay, so maybe I can maybe I can do this hip-hop thing in another way. You know? Right. So I started, right. yeah. I, yeah, I started... I started to, what do you call a uh, draw, you know? Right. right. And I always yeah, drew, you know, but I never, I never knew about the pieces, you know? So right. little by little, you know, and then going to school with Doug, um, junior high, that's when I started to be like, oh, okay, well now we got letters and, you know, right. everybody was passing around that up rock, um, that up rock oh, yeah. with all the characters yeah. and stuff. So, you know, yeah. that's like the beginnings of like where I was like, Oh, okay. It's letters, and you know you have to have a name, and you know, right? I think, you know, right. so I wrote magic first, and then I think I started. I think then I started writing spades because Doug was writing spades, but I think he dropped it, and then I started writing disc, and that's the one that stuck for years. For that's years. how I mentioned this disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's interesting. So, so down on Eighty Eighth Street, you know, we were on the the west side of town. 
But the uh, the East Siders, a bunch of the East Siders from Diablo Park, they went to uh, Ben Franklin, right, for seventh and eighth grade for for middle school, and uh, so they would walk up and down 88th Street. Mm-hmm. And then I had this uh, my friends across the street that were you know Salvadorian and and uh, Salvadorian, and they um, uh, Patricia, she's the one that taught me about Choloism and what all the writing was and about penalties and Dickies and Bens and. You know, the whole thing, like she had me all suited out because I had a crush on her. She was older than me, mm-hmm. you know, but she broke it all down for me. And I think we had uh, so that the kids from our neighborhood were uh, I think Los Hermanos Locos were, were the uh, the younger kids that were in middle school. And then the older kids who I, I don't even they might have been a Thornton or I think they were all dropouts, but they were uh, Los Santos, the Saints. Right. Oh, okay. And so those were. Yeah. So those were the two gangs that were, were always up in our neighborhood and that lived there. Um, and then of course, like I said, the East Siders would, would walk up and down the street. And I can't remember if every once in a while, one of them would maybe have some paint and catch a tag or something. Um, but that, that's how I knew about the Cholo stuff. And then I even remember at the same time, simultaneously, you would see, you know, WTOD, right? White punks on dope. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the white dudes would, uh, you know, had their little thing going, or else they would write like Led Zeppelin or ACDC or whatever. But but there was a little bit of, uh, you know, of both uh, in our area, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I've, so, um, I had a question about, you racked all your stuff? Did you go racking? Uh, combo. I did. I would, uh, yeah, kind of. Like, sometimes when I go racking, I'd rack a few cans, but I would pay for one or two, just, mm-hmm. you know, have some extra cans and, and not, you know, have to like try to walk out of the store clanking like, Hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of, uh, yeah, it was all combination. I bought a little bit and then I racked a little bit. And then I, I got to a point where after a couple of years, uh, where we were getting gigs and we would kind of like overestimate the need for paint mm-hmm. and then we would kind of underpaint and, yeah. and like keep all the extra paint. And then there was that one store, you know, at Civic Center when we, we went in and like fucking yeah. cleaned out that fucking thing. That paint <laughs> lasted kind of a long time. And that. then, uh, yeah, and then racking again, and then and then there always be like like fuck. I remember Rocco and Coys asked me, they're like, dude, you know, take us racking. You know, these kids are fucking. I don't know. I think I'm like 19 or 20, and they're like 14 or 15 or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, take us racking. So I'm like, ah, all right, fine, whatever. So I go and pick them up. They have like sweaters on and nice and like slacks and shit. And I was like, look at you. And they're like, yeah, we want to go down the peninsula. So we want to kind of fit in. I was like, all right, just let me know where we want to go. Let's go. And so the deal with some of those missions was like, I would take people racking and, you know, they would kick me down a little like, yeah, we got some extra repeatographs. We got some extra design markers. Here's a couple of cans. Here's a couple of magnums, you know, whatever. Um, So it was just kind of a variety uh, a variety of ways, but I mean, you know, by and large, the, the, the funnest way to get it was racking it. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, school and I, school called me one time and he's like, Hey, let's do a piece. And I was like, today, like right now. And he's like, yeah, dude, right now. And I was like, all right, let's hook up. And then, uh, this was malicious mischief. So this had to be 92. Um, and so we went to the uh, the Grand Auto on Ocean that that's not there anymore, I don't think. And uh, shit, dude, we went in and out like I don't know three or four times. Like we'd go in, we'd get some paint, mm-hmm. we'd put it in his trunk, which was like per- like 
nearby, but not within eyesight, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we would uh, we'd throw the cans in the car and then we'd look and it's like, all right, what color should we use for outline? We should get a couple more of those. What are we going to do for filling colors? You know, blah, 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 blah. And we kept going back in, in and out, in and out. <laughs> and uh, that turned into the, um, to the pieces we did uh, near the BART tracks, but next to the freeway. Um, I think it was between Balboa and Glen Park, maybe. That oh, yeah, that yeah, did. yeah. Right? And then that's the one where, where uh, I was stoked because I think I was riding BART in the work. Uh, so I could see it every day. And that's the one where uh, I think it was a Sunday. So it was pretty mellow. And uh, that's when uh, Scoo like climbed over the barbed wire fence and dropped down onto the tracks and did the throw ups, you know, in the video, he did the throw ups on the, uh, the white wall mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. next to the bark tracks. Yeah. So that, that was a fun day. That's... And uh, like that came out of the blue. Nice. Let, let's talk about that malicious mischief. Right. Was that, the, um, um, that was, it? was that, a project for you or was that a, a school project? No, well, I was at City College doing the broadcasting program, so I was studying like video production at the time. Um, but it just, it was definitely me. Like I had my own um, regular eight millimeter video camera. And uh, so I, like, I shot all that footage. You know, remember we went to the scrapyard mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. took the camera with me everywhere, did my little interviews. Uh, without even miking anybody, it's just that the mic, you know, with ambient background noise from yeah, the yeah. camera and stuff, yeah. you know. But and then I had a UFO uh, gave me a bunch of original music to use, um, and I basically bought a super VHS VCR uh, and this little editing panel uh, that you know did back and forth uh, editing with with the the video um, tapes, and so it went from regular. Uh, regular eight millimeter video and got edited onto a super VHS, which was, I guess, a step above VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, eventually I just passed it along to Lurky and Lurky kind of, you know, did the rest of the like started getting it mass produced and sending it around the world and stuff like that. For me, uh, when I first got mine done, I took it to like behind the post office and like any just little local, mm-hmm. you know, graffiti yeah, or whatever, you know, hip hop store that I could find. I can't even remember. Behind the post office is the only one I can remember. I don't even, I think, oh, Doug, Doug carried, they carried it at the rec shop, of course. Too. Yeah, yeah, the rec shop, oh. Doug's shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was, uh, that was one of the first, I think, for us and for the Bay Area, like documentary. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, yeah, I don't remember anything else. I think Videograph might have been around the same time, but the weird thing is when they came to San Francisco, like I think, like I think they hooked up with Cycle, and 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 I, I love love the dude to death, but you know he's from East Coast, he's not a San Francisco. They, they mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. seem like they didn't hook up with any San Francisco writers. They yeah, I think they might have hit from, up. From they might have hit up Dream. I think they hit up Dream right. later. I think you're right. Yeah, I think later, but not. You know, I don't think nobody got really no shine from our crew or anyone we knew. No, and that was that was kind of the crazy part about it. It was just like, really, dudes are going to come to San Francisco and not profile and feature any San Francisco writers. Like, I just thought that was lame. So I, I just, you know, when I did malicious mischief, I just tried to shoot stuff that I liked and uh, and kind of make you know it visually interesting and the sounds interesting. 
And, you know, and then, and then I caught Doug, you know, in the scrapyards when we were all screwing around and he pretends yeah. he's the, uh, the driver and the, the, uh, the bag takes her at the same time. Dude, that just made a classic, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that was, a, that's a classic <laughs> video. It's funny because it's just, you, I heard that that was, um, the cops got a hold of it. And I think that the, they were using that as their, uh, they were showing other cops, right? Oh, I, I don't know. I never, I never heard that story. And I think the only people I had painting live were like you and me, me and Scoo, and maybe a couple of others. Like it didn't show faces when people were painting. I think I was, I didn't block anything out. I just make sure not to show anybody mm-hmm. um, unless it was just some interview or whatever. But no, I never heard that story. That, well, that's why. Yeah, I heard they went into the shop and talked to Doug about it. And I know they had pressured him. Oh. Yep, I remember that. And now I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Doug was just like, I don't know nothing, sorry, you know, whatever, hit breaks. I don't think they ever came back and fucked with him again. But yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah, I know they tried to lean on him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Let's lean on Doug. <laughs> I know, out of everybody. <laughs> right, right. The person at that time who just hated cops the most, right? Right. <laughs> I can't even see him being polite about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, especially Doug back then. Forget it. Oh, yeah, you know. Like, what do you fucking want? Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know, I'm about to go on a break. You should probably leave. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Freaking up. So what do you got going on right now? What's going on with you? Uh, I know you got the... Um, I did a couple of uh, logos for you, but uh, what do you have going on for right now? Uh, you know, it's it's really just ideas. It's uh, so I guess we should, you know, just to give it some uh, context. It's uh, what's today, April twenty third. Um, you know, we're we're just twenty twenty one. We're just coming, hopefully, coming out of COVID mm-hmm. um, pretty soon. Um, yeah, and you know, so the whole time I've, I've had these these different ideas, like fluid concepts. Is is this one idea that I have that I that I'd really like to do. Uh, you know, I'd love the artwork to, to be, you know, have a little graffiti touch in it, but, but overall it's, it's, it's the type of thing it's for martial arts and surfing kind of blended together. Um, you know, I envision it one day that we can have, uh, you know, self-defense or just judo jujitsu seminars, um, in the morning and then, you know, in the afternoon or vice versa, maybe we do surf lessons in the morning and then we do, uh, you know, the judo and jujitsu seminar, uh, in the afternoon and we get to feed folks lunch. And I, I really, I see it, it. It would be open to everyone. I, I, you know, I just don't believe in like excluding anybody, but I would definitely love to target like inner city kids. I mean, yeah. can you imagine kids, kids from, uh, from the hood in Oakland going to Pacifica to surf for the first time and just seeing, you know, their eyes light up and then going and ha- having everybody sponsored and outfitted with brand new geese and, let them go through this, uh, you know, through this training. And who, who knows what's going to stick. But, I mean, if you could get a few folks interested in something that, like, um, I don't know, maybe maybe it makes them money. Maybe it's the next surfing world champion or, you know, judo jiu-jitsu champion. Who knows? Or yeah. else it's just, you know, something for somebody who would have never been exposed to it gets to go out there and just surf to get their head together or train martial arts just to, just to stay sane. You know, I mean, that would, I, I just think that'd be fantastic. No, and like no, I said, it'd be open to anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great idea. I mean, you know, well, you know, you open these kids up, you know, 
from somewhere that they don't even like think about judo. They don't even think about right. surfing. You know what I mean? Right, right. They, they think yeah, about just trying to get the get the school and not get jumped, or you know, right. like you know, thinking about their cousin who got shot or whatever. I mean, that's uh, right. that's dope. You know, right. hope that works it's, out. Yeah, and, and 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 I know I know it's effective because you know when I grew up there on 88th Street, I think it was it was like it was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, about three families from the Philippines. Um, a couple of families from like, you know, Central America and Mexico, uh, and then a sprinkling of white kids. It was probably 95% uh, single mothers or, or sometimes a dad or a grandfather. Uh, of course, I'm living with my grandparents, right? So we're like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the block of unwanted children. No, that's <laughs> fucked up. But, but anyway, uh, one of the kids, you know, he, he was African-American and he would skate with me. And then uh, he's younger than me by, I don't know, four years, five years, whatever. He's much younger than me. But but uh, I would give him skateboards and any gear I could hook him up with. I just tried to make sure he could skate, you know, every day. And uh, he came over one day and he was like, I was like, where's your board, dude? What's up? You know, and, and he's like, ah, you know, everybody's, you know, giving me shit. Like, why are you trying to be a white boy? Why are you doing that bullshit? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, they, you know, they, they never say that when I'm around, dude. I've never seen anybody, like, give you any hassle, you know, when I'm around skating with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, they won't do it in front of you. You're an OG. Like, they respect you. They don't respect me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, I was like, all right, all right, God, message received. Go grab your board. Ask your mom if you can go to the city. And uh, he's like, she's not home. We just need to be home before she gets home. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, got you. So I would take him. I would take him to HP Dish. I showed him the HP ramp, and nice. we'd go to different. I would just take him. We would just go to skate spots, you know, every you know couple of times a week or whatever. And then eventually, he just he just kind of moved, and like I didn't see him again. And then I found him on Instagram, and it turned out that he had. I mean, I'm sorry, Facebook. And it turned out he had served 25 years in the Air Force um, doing some secret squirrel shit that, you know, he couldn't really be too clear about, but some intel shit. Mm -hmm. And um, he retired. And I said, dude, I said, I I can't even tell you how how proud of you I am. You know, you left. I I, I didn't even get a goodbye. I don't think. I don't remember. And uh, and then you went and you served your country for 25 years. And I said, damn, I, I do. I regret that serving my country. And I almost joined the Marine Corps uh, in 84. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And he uh, he was like, he's like, Dean, he's like, first of all, thank you. He's like, you showed me that there was something more than just that block. And some people serve and some people serve a little closer to home. And that's what you did. Now, I mean, that was one of the most, you know, heartwarming yeah. things that anybody's ever fucking said to me before, you know? And I was like, you know, just, and it didn't take any effort. I mm-hmm. mean, it was like, I didn't even go out of my way. I, I just said, come on, let's go skate. I, I was going to skate anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and just, you know, making sure that he had gear, like, you know, shit breaks or whatever. I was like, oh, well, come on, I'll dig you out a new board or oh, you need new tires. These are jack, you know, I just, and it was, you know, sometimes it was used shit. Sometimes I put new shit on my board just so I could give him the used stuff that wasn't in that bad a condition, mm-hmm. but was in better condition than the shit he had, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know it works, you know? Yeah, no, that's dope. That's dope. I mean, you know, and you never know how, how it affects people. You know, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, you you're affiliated with Dogtown, right? And Sync, right? 
Yeah, not not so much think. Uh, Dogtown uh, moved okay. up. Uh, Red Dog brought Dogtown up, and the, the you know the owners of Thrasher and all that kind of helped them out. They partnered up, and uh, and my buddy Keith Cochran uh, was I think he was also kind of part owner, or he was you know kind of in charge over there or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so he brought me in. Oh, and, I see. Uh, my, yeah, my, yeah. My first week, I was kind of like helping uh, this guy Stacy Gibo ship. And then um, they're like, hey, we, we don't have a salesman. You you can talk all right. Get in the room. Uh, and so I, I don't know if people are going to know what a Rolodex is, mm. but it's, you know, this flippy thing with a bunch of cards that have names, addresses, and phone numbers on it, mm. uh, you know, on this hard card stock. And uh, so basically I'm the one who entered uh, um, Dogtown's Rolodex, Red Dog's Rolodex into <laughs> this old IBM computer uh, as I was making cold calls, trying to sell, you know, stuff. It wasn't, it hadn't even been popular since, you know, for a few years, it kind of died. And so we were really like bringing in new skaters uh, and, and yeah, we were trying to like really um, get this thing going. So meanwhile, while I'm at Dogtown, they start uh, this new company because a lot of small companies, um, I can't even remember, H3 and, uh, what was Rocco's company? Damn, I just, I'm sorry, I just can't remember. But there was a lot of small companies, and they were just blowing up. Mm. Like kids wanted, they didn't want big box, right? They didn't want the big companies. They wanted these small independent companies. And so, uh, you know, they came up with Think, and Keith started running Think. And uh, I can't remember how far along they were, but I remember you coming over, and I was like, hey, why don't you do some Think tags? And uh, I brought you did maybe a, a one page or two pages of think tags, and I took them into those guys, and um, boom, that became the uh, the famous think logo. I think I don't know if Giant or Cycle when they finally got to think if they reworked it or I think they added just they just put like uh, uh, force fields around it or something. Like yeah, that. I think they rounded it out too. They rounded it out. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, but it was it was hand drawn when you did it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That was funny. Yeah. What would you, would you get to that? You got pretty rich off that one, I think. Didn't you? Yeah. No. I mean, you know, I got a lot of swag. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. Three you know? t-shirts and a sticker. <laughs> yeah, and I think I got like a you know I got a, t- a skateboard here and there, but I mean, mm. you know. Nothing, nothing to nope. stop you know working. I got, yeah, I still had to work. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting exactly. for the residuals, but uh, we'll see. That's. I think the company went out of business. I think uh, it's too late. I think they've already settled for uh, now. <laughs> uh, um, maybe in another life. Right, right. Next time, it's karma. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So, you got any shout outs before we get out, get out of here? Oh man, yeah, yeah. You, you told me to prep this, and I, I like, so I, I did write some down, but I, I just gotta apologize because I know I'm gonna forget like fifty of the most obvious people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've already named all my teachers, and you know, I tried to give everybody credit. You know, we never talked about Dream. Um, yeah, let's talk know, about I, Dream. I yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah, I ended up, uh, yeah, I met Dream at Psycho City when I was still riding Ripper. It was sometime in early 87, and uh, we're the only two down there. And mm-hmm. he's like, what's up? You write? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm Ripper, blah, blah, RTR. And, and um, he's like, yeah, I'm Dream, TDK, you know, I'm from the East Coast. And I was like, oh, dope, dude, and you're all the way out here, you know, peeping out Psycho City. 
And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. And so I go and I think I hook up with everybody at night and I'm telling like Doug and Bizarre and, mm-hmm. and Rise, whoever was around. I was like, yeah, I just met some really cool dude uh, named Dream. But dude was cool as fuck, man. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, we, we kind of looked at each other kind of sideways, like, uh-oh, like sizing each other up, like we're going to have to beat. And all of a sudden <laughs> he, he, he broke the ice and, and we were immediately just cool, you know. And uh, and Doug starts laughing, and he's like, "Dude, you just met the king of the East Bay, and you didn't even know it." And That's I was funny. like, "Get out of here!" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, dreams of shit. We we've seen pictures of the pieces. That dude's really good, man." And I was like, "Wow!" And I was sitting here going like, "And he was so kind to me, and I was a toy." Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't realize like later on as the years would go on, you you would have you know a close friendship and oh, yeah. and um, you know and even even though I don't write anymore, I still reached out to Little John and and guys in the crew and asked if I could be down with TDK. Uh, I just I still really feel connected to him, and and since I've lived in the East Bay, Dunn and Vogue have come through for me like a yes. number of times with with little requests uh, that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyways, I'll, I'll try to do this, you know, first and foremost, I, I have to shoot, uh, shout out uh, my wife, Renee, you know, we were together back in the day, uh, we broke up for like, I don't know, six years, seven years, we got back together, and we've been married 25, um, she always supported graffiti, like, I, I didn't have that problem at home, like, what, you going out feeding again, or, you know, she would get a little bit off when we would get arrested um you know i think she and jessica had to sit in a uh when we got arrested painting trains up in fairfield the day of doug's surprise party you know jessica had to cancel the surprise party and they had to sit in the car until like four in the morning waiting for i think renee was pregnant with Gemma, and yeah so uh, (laughs) that was a mess they didn't even yeah it was but they didn't even give us too much grief because they knew what it was like to be married to writers right yeah um so anyways first and foremost my wife renee uh you know my daughters you know zoe Gemma, gia my grandkids gotta give the family a shout out nice um tmf crew for for being such a huge huge part of my life um it really even when i was a photographer i would think that for the lessons that i learned in the crew when we would have those crew meetings and we'd be figuring out how to do what we wanted to do and how to pull it off. It really taught me how to think, you know, mm. about about executing art and the way things should look and, and you know, and troubleshooting before you get there. Um, uh, I'll shout out TDK, AFH, TMC, KTD, FSC, WOD, TRX, um, all the kind folks on Instagram who bothered to like the pictures of that old ass graffiti or whatever the hell else I feel like posting. Uh, you know, I'm knock on wood, who knows, it could all change tomorrow, but so far my experience has been super positive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that were watching us that we had no clue were watching us, is all I could say. Like, they post pictures and I'm like, how the hell did you get that picture? It's like, I took it, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was there. I was, I was eight, I was 10, but my dad had a camera and I would sneak it out and take pictures of you guys' stuff, you know? And uh, and people just they you know there's a lot there's a lot of um, compliments and kind words and I, I it's humbling for me I just you know thankful uh, so far it's been pretty positive uh, so with that said I'm sure I left out like a million people that I was supposed to mention and, and I'm sure as soon as we hang up it'll be obvious and I'll shoot myself in the foot <laughs> if I missed you I apologize I love you you know who you are right on right on. Cool, man. Thanks for having me, man. This was this was dope.
Right on, bro. Right on. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's long overdue, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I'd love yeah, to have you back on and, you know, maybe you and maybe Doug at the same time or something. And we can no, go back, you know, back down and talk, you know, talk about old times. You know, I'd like oh, to, yeah. I'd like oh, to yeah. ask you a quick thing about, we just lost Jim Prigoff. Um, right. Can you speak a little bit about him? Yeah. The, um, so when I first started hanging out with, with uh, everybody from TMF, but I wasn't in the crew, uh, you were there that day. He invited us over to, um, to see the stuff that was going to go into spray can art. And, uh, you know, he, he right off the bat, I mean, I had just started really. And uh, this guy was sharing pictures of work in Europe, uh, pictures. A lot of it was like walls in New York, right? I think they had kind of, it was the beginning of the end of the train, kind of, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and uh, people were just doing a lot more walls also. And he showed us all those walls and those handball courts. And he showed us yeah. Europe. Uh, and he showed us San Francisco, right? We got to see some San Francisco stuff in there. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I think like Chicago and other places were in there as well. But those, those are the places that, you know, really sparked my memory. And uh, I remember back at the time, Doug was like, ah, this he's making money off of us, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ah, I think it's cool that he shared, like, stuff from other parts of the world so that we could see what's going on. And, uh, you know, I think as the years went on, I think Doug just wrote on Instagram yesterday, he's like, you know, I couldn't fully appreciate what he did for us when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, but I'm thankful now, you know? And, yeah. and uh, I mean, he, he let... Um, myself, Bizarro, and Rise go up there in 2014 um, up to his place in Sacramento and showed us where all his slides were. Uh, you know, he shot slide film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, but I just ask that you put things back where you found them. And we we're like, simple enough request. You know, we can mm-hmm. do this. So I brought my laptop and my scanner. And sure enough, we start scanning stuff. And he's bopping around the house, and then he comes over, and he's like, all right, I have to leave for a couple hours to go see my wife. Um, you know, just just put things back where you found it. I'll be back in a couple hours. And I was like, what, are you leaving us here alone? And he's like, yeah, I'll see you in a couple hours. And he just turned around and left. Wow. And I was like, this dude just left us in his house, you know. <laughs> and sure enough, he came back a couple hours later, how's it going? You know, oh, I think we're almost done. You know, we we scanned a lot, Jim. We scanned a lot. He's like, hey, I, I just asked that you get your photo credit. Uh, you know, if you're going to use anything, nice. um, it was your guys' stuff. You know, it was your time. You know, and uh, yeah, and then I mean, he would he would just email me out of the blue, and uh, and the reason I put rest and pause, uh, you know, yesterday on Instagram when mm-hmm. when I was kind of, you know, posting photos of Jim uh, is because he would end all his emails with pause, Jim Prigoff, you know, peace in Spanish, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so I just I just wanted to, to, you know, put that back at him, you know, but nice. he, he was super generous, super kind. He would just reach out with that out, out of the blue. Actually, he, he gave me this great compliment one time. I reached out to him and I was like, hey, Jim, do you happen to have any good pictures of the Chorus Factory, Kid Take Cops, Raising Hell Wall? We have, we have crappy pictures of it. They're like, I shot it with a point and shoot. They're out of focus. Mm-hmm. And he his reply really, really shocked me. Like, I saw that I had attachments. Mm-hmm. So he obviously, he sent me the photos. But, but he started off by saying, Dean, I usually don't share photos with writers. Wow. And I... 
Yeah, yeah, I usually don't just share photos with writers. He said, but you had such a big impact on the scene in San Francisco and you gave so much of yourself for so long that I think it's only fitting, you know, that I, that I, that I, you know, do this request for you, you know, wow. and, um, and sent me the photos. And I was like, wow, you know, first of all, I mean, I had no idea that he brought me <laughs> a British property. Like why wouldn't just give them out, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, for sure. And just to give me such a huge compliment. And that's like what he thought of me. Like it, it was, it was humbling. And I was just like, damn, you know, thank you. You yeah. know, I, I think I wrote back to him. I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you in a weird spot with an odd request. I had no idea. And, and thank you for the kind words, you know, thank you. And he's like, ah, you, you earned it or you deserved it. Something like that. I don't know. Nice. It's super kind. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's funny because, I did my first piece, I think it was 1985, 15, I did it at McAteer, and I, I never had pictures, I never took pictures, you know me, right, and I um, thought I'd never see it, and he did something on, or somebody did something on PBS with Neil, oh, yeah, yeah. and they yeah. had a little documentary, and I screenshotted it off my my computer, but oh. there it was, my and I, oh. I, it just brought me back, and it's insane because it's like I thought I thought I'd never see that. I thought I'd never see wow. it again. And for him to None take that picture died. back then, it's just like right. he doesn't know, but he probably just like brought back you know me being fifteen and and reliving that. So that was special, really? you know. When I saw that, it was like wow, you know. It's, it's, it's dope. He, he had so much stuff in his archive that I was just like, who's this? Who's this? What's this? Oh, my God. I mean, Doug, I think Doug did tons of pieces and never took a picture of any of them. <laughs> I, don't even think he, I don't think he took a picture of one. I mean, I, when I came around, uh, my grandfather always had cameras, and so he would always get me these waterproof yellow, you know, cameras, Minolta's. Mm -hmm. I think my first one was a 110, and then the next one was actually 35 millimeter. You know, I stepped on up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, just had, I always had these waterproof cameras, you remember, that I would carry around yeah. and, and document all our pieces. I mean, a lot of the pictures are crap, but if it wasn't for that crappy picture, like nothing would exist yeah. unless Prigoff, you know. Yeah, it was surprising. It was like surprising he was, he was taking pictures of, of our stuff back then. That's 1985. Yeah. That's like the beginnings, yeah. 84. You know, and he already yeah. was taking pictures, which is crazy because, I mean, when did he really surface? Like 86, 87, right? When he's yeah, did the spray so. can art. Yep, you know? right before the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I remember it was that day. right before, right after. I think it was right before, yeah, because he was showing us stuff. And I, I remember that day, and it's funny because I moved to New York and see these writers now, but I remember J.A., Set, and I forget all, I forgot who else, but him and J.A. had just said, gotten that um that interview in rolling stone oh remember damn. that i didn't even know that yeah no i don't remember I'm, I'm sure i got it if you guys told me about it but i don't remember it that's wild yeah and then here come to find out i go out to new york and i'm you know i meet them and she's just kind of <laughs> full circle uh right right that was, well damn dude i mean i think you were around some like sp1 and and uh oh, like yeah. the other nbc kids asking that yeah you're around some some dope people right? yeah they i was lucky yeah, I was lucky yeah. to have uh, befriended those people. They were they were really, they they definitely changed the way I wrote. You know. Yes. Yeah, I remember we talked about it on the phone, and you tried to explain it, and then you're like, "Next time I see you, I'll show you." And and uh, yeah, that was that was that, that was pretty good having you out there. I I wish it wasn't for so long, but you know, <laughs> it, it was it was cool though. 
cool, Dean. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Thanks a lot for your time. Um, this is TRS Podcast, and we're out. We're Peace. out. Thanks, brother. All Peace. Right. Peace.